Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the English with Grace podcast. This is a centralized hub for students, teachers, and English language learners to practice their English and listen to the differing opinions of other English speakers. The content and focus of this podcast will vary, and my goal is to introduce listeners to a variety of perspectives, backgrounds, and experiences as we discuss topics that are also presented in my English with Grace conversation classes. So I'm very excited to have you here. I hope you enjoy this discussion. And of course, like and subscribe if you like it. And I look forward to seeing you in some of our upcoming conversation classes. Okay, here we go. Uh, today on English with Grace, I'm interviewing a dear friend of mine uh, who I met in grad school, and we're going to talk about cultural differences. Uh, but first, I would like them to introduce themselves. Jan, can you introduce yourself to uh, my followers? Hi. So my name is Jan. I come from the Czech Republic. I work at the Institute for Politics and Society, which is a Prague-based think tank where I focus on uh, defense, security, uh, terrorism, counterterrorism, extremism, so uh, topics like that. So and cool. <laughs> uh, He's just a modern-day James Bond. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, how did I get to know you? I got to know you in Monterey mm -hmm. because you were my roommate. Such good uh, times. Yeah, such a, such a good time, right? So um, I remember when you moved when you moved in with Alex. That was uh, the best day of my life. So. <laughs> oh wow, Alex is gonna love that. Uh, and for those of you listening, if we're talking about Alex, Alex Muff was also interviewed for Beauty and Makeup. Okay, also, um, so you said Czech Republic. Where specifically do you live in the Czech Republic? So I live in Prague, that's the capital city. And for those of you who don't know, Czech Republic is a small country in Central Europe near Germany. Ah, wonderful. Um, and what language do you speak in the Czech Republic? We speak Czech language. Mm -hmm. And English. You sound fluent. We, we, learn, we learn English at school. Uh, I sound fluent, although... Uh, <laughs> I make uh, still a lot of mistakes, especially if I don't use English for mm -hmm. uh, for some time. Now I just returned back from the U.S., so it's slightly better than than it usually is. All right, but, Jan but yeah. is also very hard on himself, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> keep that uh, in mind. <laughs> yeah, uh, but but yeah, we we learn English at school. We start at primary school or elementary school, as you call yes. it. Okay, uh, from like kindergarten. When did I don't think I've asked you no, this? No, no, no. Elementary school. Elementary school. We start at like third grade, okay. uh, usually, or you know something like that uh, mm -hmm. at primary school. Interesting. Okay, one more thing before uh, we dive into cultural differences. Uh, you said think tank. Can you explain to people who maybe have never heard that? What, what does that mean? A think tank um, is a place uh, that's supposed to uh, create some sort of analysis uh, on the topic, topics of expertise of the people who work for the think tank. Mm -hmm. So it comes from the word think, right? So we, we, we uh, bring up some thoughts theories, methods, and then we basically 
we recommend, we make recommendations to, to policymakers, politicians. Mm-hmm. Uh, we write uh, analysis, um, uh, cr- um, publish papers, uh, do interviews and things like that. So cool. Uh, love it. Okay, thanks, Jan. So cool, really. <laughs> It is so cool. Uh, I'll bring you back on sometime to talk about your job. But today I do want to focus mainly on your experience living as a person from the Czech Republic and then your experience living in the United States, specifically in California. Um, So my first question is, what was the biggest adjustment for you when you moved uh, from the Czech Republic to California? So the biggest one, I think, was was the language, right? Mm -hmm. Because still uh, even though i was learning english since i don't know since i was on on primary school um since i was maybe 10 11 years old Mm -hmm. then still the biggest adjustment was uh was english because uh i just wasn't good enough Mm -hmm. so it took me some time to fully understand people without asking them to repeat something uh, and it took me even more time to be able to speak fluently, to give a presentation, for example, to give mm-hmm. a full presentation in English in, uh, in uh, classes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I remember I was quite confident giving a presentation for about an hour, hour and a half um, after a few months of being in the US. So I think that was, that was the, uh, the biggest adjustment, understanding and have- speaking. Sorry, I interrupted you. You had to do presentations for an hour and a half. I don't know. I don't remember how long were our classes at at Mace. Uh, I think they were two. I mean, two hours. Uh, but did you have to I, present for an hour and a so half? We, we had we had presentations. Uh, I so the long one like this. I think I had to do just once, once mm-hmm. maximum twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember I was doing a presentation about uh, the Rwandan genocide uh in our class about global politics our global politics class i was doing this it was a long presentation but then typically uh the presentations were of course shorter it was you know 15 minutes mm-hmm. um, yeah but but i remember remember this one and that was <clears throat> a bit challenging for me at that time yeah i'm sure uh i don't know if you mentioned this at the beginning did you tell us what your degree was what you were studying no, I, I didn't. Um, my my degree was uh, non-proliferation and terrorism studies. Yes. With a special focus on terrorism studies. I wasn't, I'm still not too much into non-proliferation, mm-hmm. but I'm more into terrorism. Okay. Um, the next thing I wanted to discuss, so you'd say English language was the biggest thing mm-hmm. to adjust to. Um, yeah. And you were in grad school, everything was in English, right? You didn't have yeah. a second language of study you had to focus on uh i had i had arabic um oh that's right i forgot about arabic yeah but 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 not from the beginning i had i had english i think the first two semesters Mm -hmm. and then the third semester i had arabic as the second language yeah okay uh he does it all everybody he does it all um okay jan next is uh what is considered polite versus strange in your country. And I have five different options here. Uh, so the, the scale is normal, polite, impolite, rude, or strange. And mm-hmm. I'd like you to speak about your experience in the Czech Republic, but also you have spent a lot of time in Kenya. Uh, so mm-hmm. maybe if you want to just mention both a little bit as we go through these. 
Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, number one, uh, is it normal, polite, impolite, rude, or strange to shake hands when you meet someone for the first time? So in the Czech Republic, this is normal, obviously not so normal during COVID, right. but, uh, but uh, yeah, before COVID, it was, it was normal and it was a polite thing to do uh, for sure. In Kenya or you know, Sub-Saharan Africa in general, uh, it's, it's also normal and polite. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I would say, did you have the same experience here in the US? Yeah, I, I think, I think I did. Yeah, it is. All right. So, so far the same, uh, two to kiss on both cheeks when you greet or say goodbye to a friend. Mm -hmm. That's normal. Um, in the Czech Republic. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Um, but 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 we don't have it as a as a rule it, it's it's not necessary or you can or you can do that just on one cheek not both okay. um and, and we don't do it three times as the french for example yeah. uh so once or twice yeah well one i mean one or or both cheeks mm -hmm. um it's normal i wouldn't say it's like super polite it's just normal to do it um okay between friends yeah. Okay. Between friends. So this I've only experienced in Spain, very common to kiss on both cheeks when you, when you greet people, uh, in the U S would you say your experience, would that be strange, rude, impolite, polite, or normal in the U S I, I don't remember. I don't remember doing that. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'd say most Americans would say it's very strange and they would be kind of thrown off if you tried to kiss them on the cheek, uh, yeah, Definitely but there is one, one thing to it, actually, which uh -huh. actually might be quite important is that we don't or we shouldn't, we shouldn't really kiss. There is this thing where you just like touch yeah. uh, uh, with your cheek, mm -hmm. the, the, the other person's cheek, yeah. uh, but you don't, you don't kiss. You don't bring your mouth. Right, uh, right. It's like a mwah, mwah, and you make the noise. Yeah, you can make the you can make the sound, <laughs> but, and even like you you don't have to make the uh, the sound. You can oh. just touch the cheeks. So so that's mm -hmm. that's that's the normal and polite way. Some people can consider if if you would really go and kiss that they would consider it uh, impolite. Okay. Okay. Cool. Uh, what about in Kenya? What did you say or Sub-Saharan Africa? In 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 Sub-Saharan Africa, um, I, I think I think it's not not common. Mm -hmm. We don't have this option here, but I, I wouldn't say it's it's very common. So okay. um, people in in Sub-Saharan Africa don't are, are not are not so. Uh, I don't know how to how to explain that. They they just they just don't do it. They don't yeah. get so close to each other. Yes. Okay. That's another one. I love talking about like personal space. I don't think it's on here, but you can come back for it part two and we'll discuss it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What about uh, this one? And yeah. as a teacher, I like this question to call most people by their first names, as opposed to like miss, Mrs. Mr. Doctor. What is it like in the Czech Republic? It depends uh, who, who these people are. So if there are my friends, or you mean, or is it like a stranger? Yeah, good question. Let's, okay, with your friends, do you always just call each other by your first names? Yeah, yeah. With my friends, yes. But then um, 
with a teacher or someone I don't know, mm-hmm. I should I should definitely call them by their second name. Okay. So like Mr. Havlicek. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. Miss Davis. Like that. Yeah, Dr. Dr. Davis. Dr. Davis. One day. <laughs> One day it'll happen. Okay. And then what about have you ever had the chance to call a teacher by their first name? Like at Miss, did you call your professors by their first name? Uh, uh okay. I, I don't think so. I don't remember doing that. I think I always call them by their second name, like mm-hmm. Professor someone you know professor blazakis yeah uh, uh-huh. professor cohen so i think i think i i used their second names i don't remember though if if uh, american colleagues were using their first name i i don't think so okay i think it's becoming my students ask me this a lot and i think it's becoming more normal to call them by their first name if the teacher says please call mm-hmm. me grace but otherwise yeah. in the united states it's very common to hear miss davis mr uh, mm-hmm. have things like that. Uh, and what about in Kenya? And I know it depends on the language, right? As well, but yeah, yeah. And, and language aspects of Kenya and East Africa in general are very close, uh, and influenced by, uh, the British, the British culture, because it's a former, um, former British colony. Mm-hmm. So, so these language aspects, uh, typically follow, uh, the British. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so interesting. I think people forget about that, uh, yeah. like how much English and French even um, is around all of yeah. Africa. Okay, two more. Uh, four, is it normal, polite, impolite, rude, or strange to be a little late when you're meeting friends just to hang out or to go to a movie or something? Mm. I think it's uh, totally normal. Uh but for example, my uh, one of my one of my best friends uh, hates it when when I'm late. So, <laughs> so there are certainly exceptions to it. But I think I think generally uh, this is this is normal to be a little little bit late. We even um, have this saying in Czech like in in um, the Czech Republic and in Czech language, uh, we call it an academic fifteen minutes. <laughs> Uh, if you are attending school if you are uh, busy with your studies you are allowed to be up to 15 minutes late oh interesting i think that's that's quite normal and of course you need to be a little bit tolerant but then if you are then it's it's normal to be a little late Mm -hmm. um i think the next one is what about so to be a few minutes late to work or to business meetings is it different um that shouldn't happen uh, it certainly <laughs> shouldn't shouldn't be happening too often mm-hmm. uh, but uh, again it depends what kind of meetings um, if it's a job interview for example then you really you can't you can't be late um, if if it's your work and it happens just sometimes, not too frequently, then I would say it's okay. It mm-hmm. always happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but it really depends. I think it's quite individual, depending on the workplace, mm-hmm. um, depending on your boss as well, how uh, uh, she or he is tolerant. So, mm-hmm. so um, yeah. Okay. Uh, what In the US, what did you feel like was the norm 
Um, like what time, if your class was at 9 a.m., what time would you show up to class? Well, I would, I would definitely show up before 9 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe uh, a couple minutes early. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. But, um, yeah. I usually tell people it's custom to like show up. I feel like 10 to five minutes early is normal. Um, mm -hmm. If you show up at nine, you're considered late. Uh, maybe not by the teacher, not officially, but most people would say it's rude to show up right when class starts because mm -hmm. you yeah. should be in your seat. And same thing in Kenya. Uh, do you feel like? Uh, no, no, no. So this is in oh. Kenya. This is so so different. Uh, so the, the the time in in Kenya and in Africa mm -hmm. uh, doesn't really matter uh, so much. And it's 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 normal uh, to be late somewhere. Uh, people that people just don't. And of course, I don't want to generalize uh, stereotype. Stereotype. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, but but from my experience, it is, is very clear. At least from from East Africa, and I'm pretty sure it's it's mostly everywhere else. Um, if you if you show up late for meeting a friend or you know, business meeting, I, I think it's, it's quite normal there. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Interesting. I, I had the same experience in Spain. Uh, it was a lot more normal to show up a little bit late for things and mm -hmm. never early, uh, especially if you were meeting with friends. So I always like asking this question. But that, that's the same in the Czech Republic as well. You, you shouldn't show up early, especially if you are visiting someone and you certainly should, shouldn't show up early. Oh, is that rude? That that can be considered a bit rude because oh. when you are because when you are visiting someone in their home, mm -hmm. um, so usually what we believe is that the um, the host is you know preparing everything is cooking or cleaning or doing something uh, like that, and it's the the the, the person is usually doing that um, uh, the last minute. Ah, okay. So, so you shouldn't show up uh, before. You can show up at on time or a few minutes later. No problem. Okay, noted. When I come visit you in the Czech Republic, I'll show up right when you tell me. Yeah, I can that's be. that's exactly my that's exactly my case. Like if you if you were to come to 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 my apartment, I would be definitely making some you know some last uh, cleanings, <laughs> uh, the last minute. Okay. Uh, or, okay. That's good to know. Uh, I hadn't thought about that. Okay, and then one of my other favorite questions, and this is the last question before I ask you if you have a, a quote or idiom you'd like to share. Um, what did you miss most when you were living in California? What did you miss most about the Czech Republic? Okay, um, I don't think I missed anything specific. I missed the coffee. <laughs> I was going to say, if you don't mention the coffee, I'll mention it for you. Please tell us about your European style coffee. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> so, but you have it there as well. You have, you, you already have it, uh, espresso. But, but of course, you, you mostly drink uh, American coffee. Right. Which is I'm what? Pretty... What is American coffee like? I, I I don't know actually. Like I've never <laughs> quite understood what that is. I tried because I uh, tried to uh, live like American, so um, I tried to drink this. What do you call coffee? Mm -hmm. um, but I didn't like it. Mm -hmm. So 
So then I was looking for ways how to get some espresso. And um, in my favorite coffee shop, uh, Captain uh, and Stoker, oh, yes. um, they, they have really good espresso, but for some reason they give you straight away like double shot, which mm-hmm. I also didn't understand at the beginning. Like, why mm-hmm. would you give like double shot of espresso? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's because everything is just bigger in the United States. So. <laughs> we could talk about servings and portion control another time. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that's you know like sushi is bigger, so uh, mm-hmm. espresso is also bigger. But but um, yeah, I, I missed um, good coffee. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I think about Jan every morning. He's the reason I bought my beautiful espresso machine. I still use it. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, okay, any, but nothing else besides coffee that stands out that you really missed? What about like public transportation? Did that really bother you that it was like so much more difficult to get around? Or maybe it uh, wasn't? Is it pretty similar? No, and I, I mean, I didn't use public transportation that much in the US. Um, you used my van. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes that was quite quite an adventure uh, okay. yeah but 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 not really um the the prices maybe you know like everything com- compared to at least the czech republic everything was really expensive so mm-hmm. maybe maybe if i miss something it was you know cheap <laughs> Cheap yeah. alcohol, yeah, yes, <laughs> or, <laughs> or cheap food, you know, or cheap everything. Anything, yeah. Uh, it's also important to remember you were in California and Washington D.C. Have you ever been to the middle of the country, like the Midwest? Um, no, I, I want to go, um, but but that's true. Yeah, I've been to I guess the most expensive places: California, yeah. Washington D.C., New York. Um, yeah. Um, San Francisco, I, I believe these are the most expensive places. Priciest, for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. I would like, I would like to visit other places as well. Uh, I would like to see the Bible Belt, actually. Really? Why? Why would you like to see that? Well, because, uh, <laughs> the, because I think it will be a different world, um, mm-hmm. and I feel like you know, getting to know California, uh, DC, New York. It gives me very, I don't know, how would I say that? It, it, I feel like it's it's going to be some, some type of life that's that's um, um, irrelevant for the rest of the U.S. Yeah, uh, right. It's like, I feel like it's a bubble, you know, but it's not the reality of, of the U.S. Exactly. I like to tell my students that you should treat each state like a different country because it truly mm-hmm. is so different, so... Um, okay, Jan, awesome. You've made it to the end of the interview. Now I want to ask you one last thing. Uh, I like to ask the people who come on the podcast um, either a, an idiom, an expression, or a quote uh, that, that they'd like to share. Um, when you were in the U.S., did you learn anything specific that has stuck with you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, so uh, I think the, the, the one that I remember uh, best um, is a quote, um, not, not, not a quote, an, an idiom, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that means uh, get swole. <laughs> I just think this is, Getting I think this swole, is so funny. Yes, to get uh, swole. And where did you learn swole, that idiom? Yeah. 
Where did you learn that and what does it mean? And uh, I think I think that means like get strong. Yeah, get stronger. Why why did uh, I believe this is from Emily, the one and only Emily Young? Yeah, that's from Emily and she was always outside and I was going um, to the gym. So she was always like, hey, Jan, uh, uh, you want to get swole? Okay. <laughs> okay, so she uh, to get swole, yes, it means to get stronger. But people will say, oh, they're so swole. And that means they're like ripped or they have like big muscles. So, wow. Well, I can't believe that's the... That's the thing Emily taught that's, you. That's, that's the one I, I remember. Yeah, she was like literally like every day saying that. Yeah. Yeah. She's there for two whole weeks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, Jan, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy James Bond schedule to uh, interview with me. It was fun to hear about your experience and I'm sure my listeners will also love it as well. Okay. You're welcome. It was a pleasure talking to you. All right, everyone. Thanks again for joining us for another episode of the English with Grace podcast. I hope you enjoyed this discussion. If you did like this episode, please go ahead and like and subscribe and keep an eye out for more episodes coming soon.